something to be embarrassed about. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back to Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now, before I begin today's podcast, I want to remind you that our three-month accelerator is less than a week away from beginning. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, then this accelerator is for you. We're offering a comprehensive three-month program that's going to help you better understand your numbers, create more profitable estimates, and set your 2023 up for success. Now, we believe in you, and we know with the right tools and right support, you can achieve anything. That's why we're excited to put together this opportunity to get the coaching and resources you need to help you succeed in 2023, no matter where you're beginning from. So countless businesses have seen increased in profits and eliminated the guesswork by working with us. So don't hesitate, get signed up today. There's only a limited number of spots. Now for today's podcast, I'm excited to bring back on the one, the only Carla Policastro of Cycle CPA. And she is better known as the landscaping accountant. And we thought it was timely to bring her on because it's the end of the year and we need to have our books in order. We need to get things straightened out and things we need to discuss with our accountant. So today, Carla is going to be sharing a bunch of different tips. So I encourage you guys to stick around for today's podcast. But a quick word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use, and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is, it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today, and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Landscape Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to bring back on Carla from Cycle CPA. Now, Carla, I do want to reach out and say thank you very much for being a sponsor of the podcast. She's been a sponsor for the past couple of years, so we do greatly appreciate that. So Carla, she has a passion for helping landscape business owners increase profits through accurate accounting and consulting. So Carla, again, thank you for being on the show today and thank you for being a sponsor. No, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on. So Carla, you mind just get a little background yourself and a little background on CPA and, and what you do there? Yeah. So 
My name is Carla Policastro. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cycle CPA. And what we do at Cycle CPA is we do anything from bookkeeping to CFO services, and we just focus on the green industry. And really, we take it a step further from just the basic data entry work by meeting with our clients quarterly or monthly and providing green industry KPIs so that they could grow a more profitable and healthy company. You guys, if you aren't using Carla, you guys need to reach out and hook up with her company. It, it is amazing. We have many people in our Millionaire Academy that are using her and had great results. They love the monthly meetings and going over KPIs. It's going to help you elevate your business because you have somebody behind you and help you guide you along the way. That's where I think a lot of the accountants that are out there don't do. This is something that we had in our business where our accountant was just basically the person that did our tax preparation. So having somebody behind you and, and help guide you along the way with these monthly meetings is awesome. So thank you, Carla. Yeah, no, I'm glad that people are finding value from it. I think one of the biggest thing is that business owners know the KPIs that they should be following in this industry, like revenue per hour, right? Your man hour rate or revenue per employee or your closing ratio. But a lot of them not having the time to really do that at the end of the day. So it's nice to have scheduled meetings with us where we're going to take on the calculations and then mm -hmm. interpret them with them. And I think that that's really where um, we're able to help. Yeah, no, it's great to see that. So today we wanted to kind of talk about some of the end of year accounting practices and some of the things that you need to be doing on your end as a landscaper. Again, we, like I said, some accountants just kind of just do the tax preparations, but there's other things that we need to be doing. So Carla, you mind elaborating a little bit about those types of things? Yeah. So, you know, we're recording in December. So going into the end of year here is so important to get those loose ends tied up. And one of the major things is making sure that your accounting and bookkeeping is complete for all of 2022. So what that means is making sure your expenses are categorized, bank accounts are reconciled, and you have a profit and loss in a balance sheet. After that, you want to make sure that you have all of the information for payroll purposes. You know, you have to issue those W-2s and also for subcontractors, those 1099s. The deadlines on those are at the end of January. So making sure you have all the paperwork on that and um, all of the expenses lined up. And one of the biggest things is maybe you purchase trucks, machinery and equipment, those large purchases, right? And making sure those are on the books, because if they're not on the books for the year, you won't be able to take that depreciation deduction for your tax purposes and stuff like that. So you mind elaborating on that a little bit? What does it mean for those that don't know? What does it mean to have the equipment on the books? Yeah. So what that means is basically you have a purchase receipt, right? Or if you purchase a truck and you finance it, right? Through your bank, making sure that you're able to go onto your QuickBooks or any accounting software that you have and that that asset, the purchase price and the loan value is recorded on the balance sheet. And so you have to create a journal entry on QuickBooks. Or, you know, make sure your accountant entered that in the books for you. And so I guess going along lines of that, if you have your accountant that does that, is this something that you need to bring up before they start doing their books and start looking at things? Or is this something that, you know, when should they bring this up to the accountant? Immediately, like okay. right the day that you purchase the new <laughs> equipment, okay. you know, call up your account and make sure that they have all this stuff in your book. It's such a big transactions. And I think within the green industry, we're always purchasing so many equipment, trucks, trailers, all of that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the times what I see is that business owners are not getting that deduction because they forgot about it. Or maybe they just handed their accountant a sheet of paper and they didn't do their bookkeeping. It's not an, on an actual report. And so they lost track of it. And that's why it's important to make sure you, you let your accountant know immediately or at least before the year ends. So what do you think, or do you have any suggestions for those that are really behind on their bookkeeping and, you know, they're trying to do it all themselves? Is there anything that they should be doing? Like, should they reach out to an accountant or hire a bookkeeper? Any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, Scott. So 99% of the new clients we take on need some sort of, we call it cleanup and catch up work. (laughs) And so it's, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, I think when you're first starting off a business, accounting and bookkeeping is the last thing on your mind, especially when you get into the field work, you know, after that, you don't want to think about doing any paperwork. So we've become experts at cleanup projects on our end, (laughs) just like you guys have your cleanup projects, we have ours. And the good thing is that we're able to do it in a timely manner. So it takes us about five to seven weeks to do the cleanup process for a year or two years. I've even had a cleanup project five years, Scott. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, so the good thing is that after it's such a sigh of relief, because we're keeping up with it monthly. Gotcha. Yeah. And I can see a lot of landscapers falling behind just because they, now I'll put it off to tomorrow. I'll put it off tomorrow. And then something else comes up and I'll keep putting off, keep putting off. And I can see how it can easily fall behind. Um, But it's so important that we stay up on those types of things. For one, it's going to help you monitor your business more and and be able to track things and and make adjustments as you go. If you keep putting off, you don't have accurate reporting. So it's got to be a difficult task for you guys to kind of go through all those types of bookkeeping and processing, keeping up to date. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even if you do have an accountant in-house, maybe they're an accountant or a bookkeeper that's not maybe a CPI, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's where we can come into play too. Like for some businesses, we just do a month end close process every month and we meet with them monthly. During that, we do more of the higher level accounting items during the month end close. So making sure depreciation is posted on your books monthly, maybe paying out your sales tax, maybe you have some health IRA contributions that need to be posted on your profit and loss statement and making sure we're reviewing everything that the bookkeeper did. So that's something that you should definitely have your CPA, at least look at it for the entire year. Maybe you don't need it done monthly, but something that you should ask your CPA to look at is the bookkeeper's work. Is there anything that landscapers could do to like make it easier for you or anybody that does their accounting practices? Yeah, I think one of the things is, is having an accounting software in place for your business. So one of the misconceptions is, uh, well, I have a CRM, I have Yardbook, I have Jobber. And those CRMs are great for managing workflows and your routes and estimating, but you really need an accounting software that's going to keep track of your expenses, revenues, your assets, and your loans, right? Like QuickBooks Online, a lot of green industry business owners use that, or it could be Zero, any other accounting software that you can think of. And then also making sure that you keep receipts for at least seven years. I recommend archiving them by month. We won't really ask business owners for receipts really on our end because what we do is we download the transactions from their business bank account, but keeping receipts for large items, again, coming back to those trailers, trucks, machinery equipment, 
and having those financing agreements that you may get into, like a loan from Sheffield Ford, readily available for your accountant. Gotcha. So the other thing I, I think that you guys do excellent at is helping the landscaper plan for the next season. Yeah. you mind sharing a little bit about what you do for that to help them get ready for the next year and things that they need to do? Yeah. So one of the biggest things is we're keeping up with the books monthly. So we have historical information. So clients who's been with us for a year, two years, we're able to look at those trends ratios. So uh, there are three that we look at. We look at the trends for materials, labor, and overhead trends. And one of the biggest things is planning for 2023 for any landscape company is staying up on material costs, right? Because in 2022, compared to 2021, materials went up from 50 to 80% because of inflation. And so one of the things that we're doing on our end is looking at that trend, communicating that with our client and making sure that they're having a process in place for updating their cost sheet on a monthly basis, or at least having flexible contract terms. And if we're helping them with their budget, that's what we'll put into their budget as well for 2023. And when you say budgeting, are you talking like overhead budgeting or any other type of budgeting that you're talking to the landscapers about? Yeah. So uh, we're talking about 2023 budgeting is their company-wide budget, which is made up of their sales and production budget. And the sales and production budget is really looking at your forecasted sales for the calendar year. And one of the biggest cost drivers in the production budget is direct labor hours, right? And this is people who are physically out there doing the work, direct field laborers, which is one of the biggest cost drivers in this industry. And so we want to budget the how many hours they're going to use each month for 2023. And what this helps with is production rates, and we're able to manage efficiency on a month-to-month basis whenever we're reviewing that. And also it helps with monitoring your revenue per hour, right? So each month we'll review, we'll go over with a client and and look at what we had budgeted for direct labor hours versus actual and seeing how maybe if they're over hours, were they less efficient or did we make a mistake on a job? Or if they were under hours, then, you know, what did we do well in this month and how can we keep it up for the rest of the time? And so that's the sales and production budget. That's what it's driven off of. And then we have the overhead budget. The overhead budget is is consistent of two things. It's fixed costs and uh, variable costs. And so your fixed costs like rent, utilities, things that are really not going to change from month to month. And then your variable costs are like advertising and marketing, merchant fees, things that are going to go up and down as your revenue fluctuates up and down. We actually just had our uh, group coaching call uh, actually two nights ago about our overhead budgeting. We're planning it all out for the next season, people that are in our academy. And a lot of people I see that don't really think they need to do this every single year. They don't see the importance of it or don't really understand it, but it does. It affects all your pricing and, and everything that you do within your business. So you have to be planning these types of things out. Is there anything else that we need to be planning out or discussing with an accountant for the next year? Yeah, of course. Um, You know, with tax season coming up, you definitely want to get with your tax CPA and and review your profit and loss and balance sheet and look at what your estimated tax liability is going to be. And right now we're in December, so maybe talking about some tax strategies to help you save some money for the upcoming year. And I think, you know, one of the things we spoke about, Scott, earlier was, or a week ago when we met was, 
that a lot of tax accountants tell their clients, hey, you should buy an asset (laughs) to lower tax liabilities. And that's not always, you know, what we recommend. It's looking at your cash flow. Do you have the money, right, to buy that asset? And looking at your return on investment on that asset. So why do you need a new truck? Are you going to add another new crew? How are you going to get those sales in for that new crew? And so it's it's really not just to spend a dollar to save 25 cents, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's not just, okay, yeah, go and buy an asset. You really need to look at your numbers before you do. One of the other things that you could do in the December month is if you get paid by cash or check from a lot of your clients, you can kind of hoard that money. Don't deposit it in your bank account and uh, deposit that in January to defer that tax liability for that year. And um, another thing is if you're looking into um, opening up a retirement account, like an IRA account, it might be time to contribute to that to minimize your tax liability for 2022. Yeah, those are some great tips. The other thing that you're, when we're talking about this about a week ago, you know, if you have to put or you have to pay on taxes, we'll say, you said that you really don't have to pay. I think you said till April is when you have to pay that tax bill. Is that correct? Right. So a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to, you know, file my taxes in January or February. I need to have the money ready by then. But really, the deadline's April 15th, right? So you can file your taxes in February, but you can have the IRS withdraw those funds on April 15th, and you will still not be late if that's the case. So go and get your taxes done in January or February. Know what that tax bill is going to look like, and you'll still have some months to save up, right, um, until the 15th. So Yeah, I think that's great. And yeah, going back to that where the accountants say that just go buy something, that's something that our accountant did. And I'd like, I would literally like have an argument with my father about this. I'm like, you want to go buy a $50,000 piece of equipment, but that tax liability is way less than that. You know, the equipment's 50,000. Yes, I get, we got to make payments on it, but there's maintenance and there's all other things that go with making that purchase. That's going to be way more than that tax liability. So to me, taxes aren't necessarily a bad thing. Yes, nobody wants to pay them, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right, exactly. And especially now that you can plan for it and plan to pay for it in April, right? So where, you know, you might have a little bit more cash flow, depending on the seasonality of your business. Yeah, no, and I think I didn't know about the, you know, putting off to April. So I think that's something my dad and I are going to have a little discussion about. Cause <laughs> it, well, it's getting towards the end of the year now, but I'm like, cause he's looking at buying something I'm like, I don't agree with this at all, but I'm, I'm going to go share some of your uh, tips here with them. <laughs> awesome. Good. So is there anything else that you know, as a landscaper that we need to be discussing our with our accountant on for the next year, you know, if we're planning on making any big purchases, or, you know, we're looking at changing our line of work, is there anything that we should be discussing with them about those types of topics? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we all know the economic climate right now, and we might go into a recession and, and, and looking at that. And so what I recommend is definitely thinking about what are the items that you can work on in 2023 to create more profit in the business? Because maybe revenue will decrease, but that doesn't mean profit has to decrease, right? So thinking about what kind of products or services you can add on to your business that can help you mitigate that risk of having less revenue. And it doesn't have to be implemented into your business for, for numerous years, but just to help supplement that revenue loss, I would think about looking at your advertising and marketing budget for 2023 because it will be harder to get clients 
Um, it won't be as easy as it was in the past year. So you may need to up that marketing and advertising spend. But the important thing is to track the return on investment on your advertising and marketing spend, right? So those two things I would definitely talk with your accountant about. I guess along the lines of the possible upcoming uh, recession, is there anything that we need to be doing on our end as a landscaper to be prepared for that? Something that we you know should be putting money away or any tips on that? Yeah, that's a good point. So in an economic downturn, cash is king. Mm -hmm. So right now is not the time to go and pay off your your truck, uh, your loans and stuff like that. Make the minimum payment, yes, but hold on to cash. Look at what you'll need for cash reserve. So you need two times your overhead cost. So look at the last uh, 12 months of your overhead and what the average was per month and you know, multiply that by two and, and make that a goal to have as a savings goal on that one. And it, it's very important to kind of look at all those things. And it, it, to me, it's a kind of an interesting year, I guess, looking at past recessions with such an inflation of costs going up and then possible recession. It's like, like a perfect storm, it almost seems like in a, in a way. Do you feel pretty strongly about that uh, possibility of a recession? I know nobody knows it and there's no predictions, but I'd just like to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the economists and, and the government have two different uh, perspectives on it, yeah. but I do think it's highly possible for mm -hmm. sure. And I'm always going to be on the conservative side because running a business is, is risky. And one of my biggest things of being an accountant and a CPA is helping businesses mitigate risk, right? And so I'm always going to be on the side of, okay, let's just take the conservative approach and plan for a recession. I think that's that's a wise decision. Is there anything else that we should be doing if a recession would come? Yeah, I mean, other than, you know, looking at your marketing and advertising spend, looking into other services, one of the other things is you have an opportunity, maybe because you have less clients to take on less projects, your time may be freed up to think about working on efficiencies in your business. One of those things is making a training program and working on implementing software so that you can increase the profitability of the business. Yeah, those are definitely great topics there. And we can go into depth in all of those if you want, but there, there's a whole different podcast on those. But oh, yeah. no, I appreciate you being on here. Is there anything else that going back to the end of year accounting practices that we need to be doing and, and finishing up or discussing with our accountant? Yeah, no, um, I think that definitely just make sure that your accounting, bookkeeping, bank accounts are reconciled, right? Loans are reconciled, assets are reconciled for the year, your payroll reporting, check in with your payroll provider to make sure that you're good to wrap up W-2s. I know we're getting a lot of emails, hey, last minute checklist for W-2s, 1099s to go out. Make sure you're targeting those. And then lastly, talking with your tax EPA about the upcoming liability. Well, Carla, I appreciate you being on here. How can people find out a little bit more about you and the services you provide? Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. You can visit our website, cyclecpa.com. Visit our Facebook group called Landscaping Accountant. We post on there very frequently. It's a nice group where everybody shares knowledge, so feel free to join. Yeah, it's, it's a great group. Carla and her team are always doing all kinds of different, uh, having guests on and different webinars and stuff. So definitely get in that group, check it out. I would highly, highly recommend checking out Carla from Cycle CPAs for her accounting services. Uh, again, many people that are in our Million Dollar Academy are loving 
the monthly meetings and going over and having somebody there that knows the industry specifically. That's one of the things that people said is they love that you have the green industry statistics. So again, thank you for that. And thank you for sharing all the information and being an educator to all the landscapers out there. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Scott. So you have time for a few fun questions? Yes, I do. Sure. All right. So who is the one person you'd love to have as a mentor? Well, it would be Deloitte CEO. So that's the largest CPA firm in the world. (laughs) And uh, his name is Punnett. So I would definitely like to pick his brain about different business strategies and how he was able to grow the, the CPA firm. It's one of my goals. So Nice. Love it. What have you read lately that has most inspired you? I guess one of the things that I've read is um, that book, Simple Numbers. Okay. And one of the things that the whole methodology of the book is that, yeah, I mean, accounting and numbers could be this big abstract thing. But you can break it down and really translate those, you know, ratios and stuff to be able to connect with the business owner so that they can make better business decisions. And I think that just ties back to my methodology and what I'm trying to do at my firm. And so I think it's just um, a big eye eye opener there where it really helps us communicate with with our business owners better. No, and I I agree with that. Like, People get scared, I think, of a lot of times of, of the numbers and don't want to dig into them, but they're not that scary once you actually spend the time to learn it. To me, it goes back to anything, anything you, whether you want to learn how to hardscape, if you've never done that before, you know, it's, you have to take the time and energy to, to learn it. So numbers are the same thing. Yeah. And I guess it, it never clicked to me that way because I'm a CPA. So like yeah. I know the numbers and I know yeah. how to interpret it. But when I read that, I'm like, oh yeah, this is how business owners think that okay. don't have that accounting background, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to change our mindset on things. And I know like my father, he didn't want to dig into the books. I was one that actually did. My wife, Katie and I, we would sit down and go through those numbers. Then we kind of simplify it and make it so he would understand it. So whether you're not the person that wants to learn it, have somebody like Carla that can actually keep track of it and follow up with you and teach you how to understand these things. So you don't have to necessarily be the person that does all this stuff, but you have to be able to interpret it and, and read some of the information. Right. All right. Last one. What do you do when things aren't working? Do you have any weird uh, tricks for overcoming those obstacles or roadblocks? Yeah, I do actually. So I keep a checklist all the time and I always self-reflect. So I definitely know when something is not working. So one of the things is if something's not working, you have to change what you're doing or else you're going to get the same results. So when something is not working, I get educated on it by listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, books, and try some of the methodologies that these people that are way more informed than I am and maybe an expert at that topic. And then I go out and and try to implement that and hopefully I get a better result. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's really the only way you can do it is you have to be able to track it. So I I love that you have a checklist going all the time. (laughs) Oh, yes. Am I? It's like when I check something off, I'm like, I feel so accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know like some people like my wife, Katie, she she likes to journal. She'll she'll write down things and and be able to go back and look at things. And it's kind of nice. It is. Yeah. So again, Carla, thank you for being on the show. And thank you for being a sponsor of the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Guys, again, go check out Cycle CPA. They can definitely help your business grow and help you get on a better track. And if you're falling behind, like she said, on some of your bookkeeping, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be embarrassed. Reach out to her team. She gets you all squared away. 
All right, Carla, thank you again. And we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Bye. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 